mechanics of overlooked pop culture. And welcome to uh, episode 80 of the podcast. Um, it has been a while, but we are recording on Cinco de Mayo. <laughs> and, and and I went to El Monterey here in Warrensburg to have some lunch because I was like, well, I'm in the mood for that type of food today anyway, so why not? Um, Shaggy's with me, and uh, he has some really fantastic news. Hey, everybody. It's... It's been a while since uh, Thomas and I have had a chance to get together. Between uh, Thomas working and uh, me going to school and working and everything else I've been doing uh, over the last couple of weeks, I've been I had an interview with a company, and then last week on Thursday, uh, they gave me an offer for a job, and I accepted it. So I'm I have a job in my field now. I'm super excited. I'm graduating. This Friday, which today is Tuesday, so like in three days, I'm going to be graduate. I will graduate. I will have my degree. I'll be able to work. I start next week, so um, it's it's all kinds of crazy. I'm so exhausted from everything I've been doing these last few days. This last week, today, I had to went had to go to Columbia because I've got to move because that's where I'm going to be located now instead of being in Warrensburg, where. Thomas and I are currently. Um, it, it seems almost like yesterday since I was going to be moving away from here and now I'm back. And yeah. People people have joked with me that Warrensburg's kind of like a black hole. It just kind of sucks people back in and, and all of that. And I'm like, for me, it's kind of a different experience. It's... It's more of where I belong, and at some point, maybe, maybe I'll move on to somewhere bigger or not. I'm not sure yet. It's, um, I, I've, I've been working a lot. I've worked 24 nights straight, which I still say you're crazy. Um, <laughs> there, there have been people in heavy industry who've like worked three months straight, not out of choice though. So, so crazy is probably an accurate description at this point, but um, needless to say, I'll be very happy on payday. <laughs> I bet you will. Um, what are you going to be doing, though, possibly, on uh, your... Well, the, the position that they offered me was a software developer 2, and uh, for shelter insurance, that's their entry level. I don't know why they have the 2 designation instead of 1. I'm assuming it's probably because they have... Uh, this internship program that she kind of told me, uh, the lady in HR kind of told me about. Um, but uh, there's three different sectors in there, and I won't get in too much detail, but basically, like, there's shelter insurance has their, like, their front end and then their back end systems and then payment systems, and I will be working on the payment systems. So I'll be doing, like, basically job programming in the background. And, yes, just like any other business for their IT, I'll be in the basement. <laughs> oh. so. <laughs> so so you're going to be living the stereotype in the basement yep. living the stereotype the glasses all I need is a pocket protector and a runny nose and I'd be covered oh <laughs> oh man um, who, who knows and I, I think I think one of your one of your former co-workers I think lives in Columbia is going to be going to uh, is I think he's starting to attend MU either in the near future or or he's at least working for them, I think. For um, and, no, no. 
MU in oh, Columbia. Okay. Um, um, Andrew Ike, who who was briefly a coworker of ours. I honestly never got a chance to meet him. I've heard things about him from the day that I came to Warrensburg, and even before that. Like I knew some people when I was going working in Sedalia, um, and I've heard things about him. I just I've never had the chance to meet him, so I still don't even know what he looks like, honestly. <laughs> um, um, I think you'd know if you saw him. He he's an interesting Probably. character. Um, but yeah, so I was gonna say. If you're like, oh, oh, the, the, this previous industry was so high stress, you'd, you'd have one sympathizer at the very least because, yeah, it, it's uh, it's a high stress industry. Um, and at some point, people are like, well, I'm not happy here. I want to do um, I want to do something else. Um, Stephen Kelly, who hasn't been on in quite some time, um, the moment that you know he hit his anniversary with Hastings. They gave him like an American Express gift card that was, that had a pretty significant amount on it. It was at that moment that he started realizing that he probably should move on to something that he felt may have been more maybe more fulfilling. <laughs> it's like um uh, so so he had to invest in a car and and now and now he he's living up in like the independence area so so he he's doing okay for himself so <laughs> I'm like too bad when I hit my 10 year anniversary I'm not going to get like oh hey here's some extra cash here on a card for you <laughs> probably not I don't think Walmart's that generous <laughs> no no I, I, I wanted to avoid saying anything like that but well, it's unfortunately true <laughs> um, for some people I don't know if it'll be taken away by the time if I get that far but some people um if they have so many anniversaries, they don't get like five weeks of vacation or anything, but they get an extra extra weeks worth of pay on their on their paycheck. So it's just like okay, I'm like oh that's interesting, but um, but yeah, um, I I'm I you told me that you got the job. I was like oh wow, I'm like we got to do another another episode. We got to do one final. Thomas and I were talking. I believe it was was it last week. Yeah, I, I, yeah, it was last week. And we were we were just briefly talking as I was on my way to work. And uh, since I'm going to be having to move for this job, we had we got to do one more podcast in person because uh, for those of you out there, for our viewers that do podcasts, or if you don't do podcasts, um, when you have the ability to sit in the room with the co-hosts or in my case, I am the co-host and Thomas is the host. Um, it's it's a lot more fulfilling experience than like me sitting behind my desk and we're doing it through Hangouts. I mean, it's still fun. This is something I enjoy, and this is why I started doing it with Thomas, what, two years ago? Yeah. Wow, it's been that long. <laughs> and, uh, I mean, it's just it's it's a lot different than just sitting behind a computer desk and uh, communicating it's still fun it's still it's still the same kind of experience it's just you get to be you're able to sit here and talk with each other and you can just kind of fire back and forth and you don't have to worry about lag with the internet because even if you have the best internet connection you're still going to have some time delay 
and and in the future though I should probably I will probably not have the issues I did in the beginning because apparently part of it was Ubuntu when they tried to create an encrypted swap partition and then I'm like wait and I redid it I removed the encrypted swap partition created a regular swap partition changed things to where it automatically used it on boot up and I haven't run into as many problems since then and I was like oh that that and then I got RAM upgrades over the holiday season last year, and that that was that was very uh, very fortunate because if it weren't for that, probably wouldn't this stopgap desktop was wouldn't have lasted me as long. Um, but uh, um, you you've been given you gave something away to me, and I'm going to make sure I put it to as good of use as possible, especially since this thing has a 16-gigabyte SD card in it. Yeah, it's got it's got plenty of storage. Um, what Thomas is referring to is my uh, Raspberry Pi that I, I kind of messed with off and on for uh, roughly around six months to a year. For the last probably year and a half, I haven't really even done anything with it. I've been so busy with school and just everything else that's been going on in my life, I just haven't had a chance to really do any projects with it. So, I, I mean, it was it wasn't too expensive, and I know since Thomas, you're a techie, I figured you'd be able to use it and have all kinds of fun with it. I I enjoyed it, and it's still in really good shape. The the coolest thing about a Raspberry Pi is if you just have like a spare HDMI cable around, or in, in my case, since I've got the uh, 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 Model B. Uh, you you can use S video as well, so like a legacy TV. If you have an old tube TV, what people used to call it, you can plug it into that. Plug audio into a set of speakers or headphones if you want, and then just a phone charger, and then just a couple of USB mice or mice mouse and keyboard combo, and you're good. So, so for a lot of people, most people have these things laying around. If you're remotely techy or anything like that, or you got a computer and then an old computer in the closet. You can bum the keyboard and stuff like that off of it as long as it's USB and stuff like that. Um, I'd likely find a USB keyboard and mouse and a spare um, HDMI-based type of monitor. With, with, my, with my luck, I'll probably acquire yet another monitor, not the, one, not the Dell monitor behind me because it doesn't have an HDMI port but, um, on it, but... Um, and a friend of mine's moving away from uh, Pembroke, tra- uh, blah, I can't even speak today. <laughs> Pembroke Trailer Park, which is kind of a not too far from here. It's actually right up the hill from us on Business Fifty, and they're they're moving to a different place. And what's wound up happening is, uh, um, they one of one of my friend's old roommates left some of his stuff behind, which at this point I don't think he's going to care about it if it's been this long. And I know, and I guarantee that one of one of the things is probably an LCD TV that was a small one that was left behind. Which all I would need is an HDMI cable and to plug into it. I've got plenty of keyboards and probably mice laying around. <laughs> um, because in in all honesty, I, I I hit the mother load as well recently, 
and and not not to not to have any uh, sour grapes at this point for for a brief moment. I apologize for this. It's it's one of these things where I'm still kind of working through it, but I'm, I'm able to learn from it at the same time. When I first moved to Holden, uh, some things came up, and and uh, instead of respecting some of the decisions that I made regarding my own personal finances, uh, my significant other at the time, um, through her acting out emotionally and things like that, and by the way, if you're first a couple, don't 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 get a joint checking account right away. We did not do that, which turned out to be a good move. Um, I I I had given up one of my most powerful desktops I had ever owned, with eight gigs of RAM in it. And you're probably going to own a desktop that's going to blow anything I've had out of the water anyway. But and everything else, and and all of a sudden. When, when, when I moved back up here, I started noticing something funny happened. All of a sudden, for very little or for no monetary cost to me, I, of course, I had to buy that, that 50-gallon uh, storage bin behind you <laughs> just to store all that hardware in it. Um, I, I managed to help an old loyal lawyer friend out by getting some of that stuff out of his place because his uh, the water damage to his floor was you know was ca- causing it to rot from underneath the carpet which was not good and he's 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 you know retiring and all of that so and trying to you know move away towards you know where his wife's family is at and all that good stuff but long story short it was kind of funny how Shortly after moving back here, all of a sudden they're like, "Hey, here, you want this?" I'm like, <laughs> "Like the, the, the monitor came from my roommate because somebody at his place of work gave it to him, but his, his computer can't connect to it. No VGA ports whatsoever. <laughs> um, it's HDMI, so it's just like, oh, okay. And you gave me, and you handed this Raspberry Pi to me, and I'm like." So this is likely going to be a productivity-based thing at some point. I'm going to see how I can make this very, very useful. You'd, you'd honestly be surprised what that thing can do. Um, I'm, I know we've talked about this in the past. And I'll try not to get too big into it just because right. the, this isn't the focus of the podcast today. But for a device that only runs on one amp of power supplied by a 5-volt power supply and a 700 megahertz processor. I usually turboed it to about 900, 850 to 900. Right. It's surprisingly snappy as long as you have just a few things running at a time because it, it's only got uh, 512 megs of RAM. The new... Uh, I probably... I, I'm debating on whether I'll get a Raspberry Pi 2 or I may just go and build a mini ITX system instead, a little tiny computer if I can, squeeze as much into it as I possibly can. Right. I don't know 100%. I might go with the Raspberry Pi 2. I don't, I don't know. Or maybe something else and try something from the competitor because they were the ones that really tr- started that trend because now even Intel has their own little compute stick, uh, one that's supposed to run Ubuntu that's not out yet, another one that runs Windows 8. Um, 
there's a couple other things out there. Uh, NVIDIA's got Tegra K1 developer boards. I mean, there's all kinds of stuff that I'm interested in. I'm just not sure 100% what I want. <laughs> so. Oh, yeah. And, and again, um, getting around the 512 thing, one could, in theory, get it. I would have to get a powered USB hub for starters, which would consume That a is a very power. good recommendation. Uh, if there's anything that I would suggest, it would be a powered hub because the based on the limitations of the hardware, the USB uh, each USB can supply five volts at one amp of power by default. If it's running USB 2.0, I don't remember what 1.1 or 1.0 is. And then 3.0 can go a little bit higher in terms of uh, voltage and especially amperage. Well, mainly because I would get, I would maybe invest in an enclosure, get us, you know, get like a decently priced, you know, lower, lower storage solid state drive and use a significant portion of that at, for a swap partition. And, and then you get around the RAM limitations there. You could, theoretically. The only problem would be the configuration of the operating system, because based on the what the Raspberry Pi boots, it boosts off the SD. So it, things it would be, have to be tweaked a little bit, but since there's guides for everything on the Raspberry Pi, somebody's probably already done it. Like, so you may just have to just copy and paste a couple things, and you're good. Or, or do it the lazy way and um, open the partition manage some art partition tool and turn a certain swap off and turn the other one on. That'd be another way, I guess. But I don't know. But it's you know, there's so many things that I have to go through and get up and running and use them and everything else. And and kind of like looking towards the future of the show and and one of those and one of the reasons you know I was thinking you know kind of hold off on full blown discussion of it because I haven't read the whole book yet because um, Robert you pointed Robert Lanza out to me in his book on something called biocentrism and so far, some of his stuff is fascinating. I've, I've made some notes and everything else. I had to update my Amazon one-click settings because, well, the debit card register had expired. So I was like, oh, I need to update the expiration date. And voila. And now with one-click, I can order books through the Kindle app. So for those of you who are like, oh, should I get a Kindle Fire? Don't waste your money. Get a, get a nice, decently priced Android tablet instead. And not only can you access all of Amazon's Kindle stuff, you can install the Nook app from Barnes & Noble as well. <laughs> so whichever's cheaper, you can go with that. And there you go. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, why, 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 why waste, why, why, you know, the only thing it probably can't do is probably the iTunes store, which, well, obviously we know why, so... Um, Good job, Apple. Um, but um, sorry, Nick. <laughs> so it's the owner of a Macintosh computer, but hey, uh, not that I'm knocking their design; it's not bad. Um, anyway, 
you had encountered this on some, a site called Science Alert. Yeah, I was uh, honestly, I don't remember what I was doing. I was browsing, I think I was browsing Facebook because Science Alert posts all kinds of crap to my Facebook page. Right. 90% of the time, I'm not doing anything, and then I click on it and I was like, well, that's really interesting. So, And this time, it just piqued my interest just enough that I decided to dig a little bit deeper. And the I can't remember the exact science alert article, but it basically just talked about what biocentrism is and a little bit about biocentrism, and that is it was developed by uh, Robert Lanza. Is that his last name, Lanza? Lanza, I believe. Yes. And uh, it, the, the concept of it was developed by him. And what intrigued me the most about it was the more I read about it, the more uh, the more it just interests me and... Uh, at the same time, I just kind of wanted to dig deeper to see what is it. What is it that he's really talking about? What is he trying? What is the point that he's trying to get across? And the idea behind biocentrism, or according to the Wikipedia article, biocentric universe, is that biocentrism basically says that. Uh, uh, hold on, let me back up. I will talk about Robert a little bit. Okay. He, Robert is, uh, he proposed this in like 2007, the idea of biocentrism, through his book, which uh, Thomas was talking about earlier. Uh, he studies in the, uh, the fields of like regenerative medicine and biology. So with this basis, he decided to form this. And it's basically the idea that any object or like a living being has we have some form of consciousness and uh, that's, that's the ability for us to think uh, know what's going on around us perceive things and uh, based on that make our own actions and choose to do something rather than a plant that like reacts on stimuli which, which is according to common uh, uh, biology what Robert Lanza is proposing is that every object has this sort of consciousness but we as humans may not necessarily be able to perceive that. And uh, the biggest the biggest thing about this is that there's been so many people on both sides of the uh, the argument saying it's it's not true, but at the same time it can't be it's it's not proven and it can't be not proven. In, in other words, we don't quite have the technology and, and the sciences in general the understanding thereof have not caught up to something like this to be able to determine one way or another the validity thereof exactly exactly um, it's what the way the, what you told me about was you know using science to prove kind of the immortality of, of the soul of sorts? That's what the, um, the Science Alert article is basically saying. Is just, the caption of it was essentially what you said, saying that um, scientists have found a way to prove that you're con uh, you're, uh, you can basically become immortal, like your soul can become immortal. And uh, that's what intrigued me the most, was that there's some sort of science behind it. And at first, I was very, very skeptical because I'm I'm an, sort of an analytical person. I'm in a science-related field. My degree is in computer science, so of course I'm going to be like, 
this doesn't seem right, so I'm going to dig into it a little bit. And now it's just kind of like, I don't know. <laughs> so, well, and and I did read the beginning parts of his book and like, okay, and and not to get into too much detail so far because I'm wanting to, I want I want to get through the whole thing and then digest it because the Kindle app lets me you know highlight text, hit the little thing to write up a note. And I'm able to write up a note and save it so I can go through it and compo- compile all notes together and go, okay. But so far, it's the way that the message is conveyed. I think it could be a little bit better. He does he does come around to saying that certain things operate in tandem, things like that, that, you know, physics and what have you does a beautiful job of explaining the mechanics of things but it doesn't explain every single thing uh, and everything else so it, it's it's fascinating so far it's just and the part other part of the reason on holding off on you know getting to full blunt discussion about it is because you know Curtis science background though he, he's going into his different part of it, now, because you know he's much happier there, I'm sure he's going to be fascinated about it. Um, Stephen Kelly, I'm sure he'd be fascinated too through that perspective because it's it's pretty neat stuff. It's it, it it's stuff that uh, that may kind of pop up in your head again when you go see Age of Ultron tonight. I saw it last night with. Please don't ruin it for me. I'm so excited. The good guys win, but um, well, uh, I expect that out of a Marvel movie. But but don't be surprised. And this isn't a spoiler per se, but it's something to watch out for. Don't be surprised if uh, his theories pop up in your head as you're watching that movie. Hmm. It's because I'm like, damn it. <laughs> You know, it's not a spoiler or anything per se, but it's. But when you see it, you'll be like, "Ah, interesting." Hmm. Kind of, it could be a storyline example of applying that theory to an extent. It's it's pretty cool. Um, and the story story itself is 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 good, and and yeah, people are going to complain that it's not part of Marvel canon. But to be fair, and no spoilers here when Spider-Man got married to Mary Jane and they kept that continuity going for like um, since the 70s 1970s until early 2000s when they decided to change the whole storyline Peter Parker virtually didn't age at all which didn't make sense and all of that and honestly I, I like the idea of the Marvel 2 universe a little bit better than today than, you know, re- just re- simply redoing the Marvel universe, but that's that's an aside, you know. You know, I was one of the early readers of Spider-Girl and all of that, and I was like, oh, cool. But, um... That may be something for a future topic, because uh, like, like Thomas already mentioned, I'm gonna go see uh, Avengers tonight, Avengers Age of Ultron. I've been waiting since... When did the trailer actually come out? Like last year or something? Yeah. Uh, I've been chomping at the bit because this is, I watched the original Avengers in 2012. I have every single freaking Marvel, new Marvel movie with the exception of 
uh, Thor The Dark World and Captain America Winter Soldier. That's the only two that I do not have in my Blu-ray slash DVD collection. So, that and then the one that's coming out currently. And then uh, the trailer for Ant-Man has already been released, which I didn't even know about Ant-Man. I knew about all these others, most of these others. Um, you're uh, probably, so that's going to be exciting to see. You're probably going to see that um, right before the main showing, because that's what I saw the trailer. I saw the trailer online, too, before... Uh, like when I've been I've been watching the trailers for Avengers Age of Ultron um, but when, when I first saw this uh, bios, biocentrism uh, after I read into it a little bit the first thought the, the reason why I brought it to Thomas's attention is not just because it's so interesting but I immediately thought of Curtis because I know Curtis's background is in science He's, he loves geology he loves uh, biology he loves science in general so I immediately it just clicked I was like oh my gosh Curtis is going to love this I know he will even if he doesn't like it I think he'll love it <laughs> yeah it, 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 it's certainly an interesting perspective and and the guy does go into some of his childhood stories a little bit which can kind of inform you on part of how he got to where he got today but you know that's that's part for the course for a lot of people so um so, yeah, I, I definitely would like to discuss that in a future episode, and I definitely would like all four of us to be somehow, some way, have an episode together. Oh, um, that would be awesome. Um, uh, Steve Kelly's doing his own uh, podcast now, which is awesome. Um, I have, I, I need to take the time to listen to some of his new episodes, but. Um, I haven't had a chance to, but um, but you know, I noticed I started seeing these patterns of whenever people come and go, all of a sudden they start doing something new themselves. I'm like, oh, this is awesome. So um, I, I think I think we'll kind of segue into the end of this kind of episode. It's kind of laid back, and I think we all needed it. Um, my, my sanity is slowly coming back, so... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you have spent the last, what, roughly three weeks stuck in Walmart the whole time? So. Um, and you worked the graveyard shift, too, so keep that in mind, people. Uh, oh, yeah. If, for those of you that don't work or have, like, an eight, 9 to 5, 8 to eight to 5 job, and you're up during the day, and then you normally sleep between 10 at night and 7 in the morning... This guy works from 10 at night to 7 in the morning, and I've been there for about half the time that he works, too, because I work till 1 in the morning. <laughs> so, you can lose your sanity just because of the fact that you're losing sleep because you're awake when everybody else is asleep. And also, you see some of the most interesting people come through Walmart at that time. And Hands down. <laughs> true. In all fairness, though, some of them, I've for some reason miss some of the more interesting ones at night they they tend to show up for for certain people during the day and I'm like oh oh man <laughs> um, but uh, uh, I remember Mike when he was working in the electronics area uh, and there was something that happened really really strange person I can't remember man woman whatever it, it, you know one of those outfits that just like what the hell from the sounds of it and you know he was 
apparently professional and everything else and all that, you know, helping the customer, but it was just like, poor Mike. <laughs> it's just, you know, people, uh, very, very interesting people um, just come to my place of work in general. But yes, I, I, ha- I have run into weird, weird people at night too. So, um, I think, I think uh, in the, on hopefully in the next episode we can maybe get into it um, maybe Curtis will be done with finals by then and and all of that and we can discuss various other cool stuff um, but for now um, gonna have to close it out because you guys have a 650 showing mm-hmm. and I've got more stuff to set up here um, I'm debating on getting a new whether to get a desk or wait until another one just shows up in front of my eyes, because that, that'll be my luck. As of late. <laughs> which, which I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Um, but until then, entertain yourself, educate yourself, empower yourself. I'm Thomas. And I'm Shaggy Steven. Yes. <laughs> and um, we'll hopefully hear, talk to you next time. See you guys later. <laughs>